Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Et moi, je suis content. Je suis toujours à part de toi, je suis à la carrière. Et puis, Chino Chalo, ni si puto munomba, ni si puto mu. Chari alo kasi puto mumwe, ni si puto mu. Apabufu mu bwampupu pampupu Nimfumu nkalamba nimpupu Mubufu mu bwampupu Pakuchinda makalonga uibana wu Amasukulu tabamona mosensi Amakulu kweyenda mupenzi Kakoswa panomba nimfuko Pakuiba kasenda mifuko Paramount Fifu Royal Highness Haishi lesili munombe Fainesi Ukuiba watangusha nindambi Tabatina takwa batini sambi Baby la ninjushi Baby la notukote Baby la nabamuka mkwidwa Chino chalo nisifuto munomba Nisifuto munomba Chari aloka sifuto munomba Nisifuto munomba Chino chalo nisifuto munomba Nisifuto munomba Chari sango kasifuto munomba Nisifuto munomba Democracy, Ian Cryptocracy, Impupuashi Vari kula ebe vile salo 
Ensalo chiri finga pa station Ugu afya bufuma kumupando Konse walolesha niskando Dr. Kwedio, uh, good morning, welcome to our show. 27th of June 2020, welcome, my name is Roger, here in Sunny, uh, but Okotox. Uh, well, I say, well, if you remember what I told you one time, we don't have uh, air conditioners in the houses here, because it's never that hot, hot, hot. It is just, just like that. Yeah. Lakasanso, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I am doing a very well. I don't think I should say very well. Uh, of late, my, my body, I don't know, my, uh, what is my doctor? He's saying I'm borderline on, uh, on, on diabetes. So I've been feeling very fine. So I should do very well. But okay. Yeah, this thing has been rampant in our in our family, so I think I'm just catching up uh, on, on on that. Uh good morning. Hello, how's everybody? Good morning, Tata. Yeah, we're okay. How is uh, Minnesota? Minnesota is surviving. Is it, is, uh, um, is it uh, uh, down over there, or what is uh, going on? Uh, I went in downtown, there's always a shooting here and there, but I don't know the causes, but I would say they settled down. Yeah. They settled down. Yeah. And there's a yeah. lot of breakage when I went through to research where the people were Mm. routing and all that there's a lot of damage a lot of, mm. and on this radio I asked myself a question the challenge you mm. know most people come to you interestingly uh, people come to you and ask you did you see what they did? these people are stupid they looted they bent their own bank they bent their own uh, shop cup food and stuff now where are they going to uh, buy food or buy gas and stuff like that. Mm. And I think to myself that, you know what? You know, in life, because we are used to probably the government or somebody will rebuild and then to punish you, they want to show you that you're stupid and they may not build. And to myself, I'm saying here's an opportunity where we have all these uh, sports people, rich guys, musicians, whatever, name it. That's their chance where they can buy all these places and change it. You don't wait for anybody to control your destiny. Mm, you can yeah. buy those things. Yeah. And yeah. rebuild instead of waiting for anybody to do something and show them that you've got the economic power. Mm-hmm. So, good, uh, it's, so it's on the bridge. Data. You know, it reminds it reminds me of when Sata, the late Sata, created districts. You remember new district, Mujinga, mm-hmm. whatever, all these places. But those things were created without uh, a budget, right? Just walk up and say they're creating this new district. Then they're moving this Livingstone was moved to Choma and stuff. Yes, we can criticize and stuff, but you have to look at the positive area where you can say, you know what? Maybe it's a chance to develop trauma. 
instead of looking at what is the difficult of Livingston already said, now we're going to bring everything in the capital to be this side where there was nothing. Look at the positive. Find the money, change the thing. And yet the same trauma is a, is a base of independence for them. If people don't mm. know. There's a trauma declaration of independence that you should be able to read. And if you see trauma, it's just nothing. So uh, here we go. Remember trauma meeting? Yes. <laughs> Those things are dying. They were government entities. It's our time. If I sit with HH, that's what I can tell him. You need a Zambif, a cold storage board. Something like cold storage board in Osaka in Choma. Because all these cows mm. are being brought everywhere to Osaka. You can bring him to Choma, freeze it, export it to England. So that's the chance that we are having instead of looking at the other angle of the destruction or start to build, change this without money, make it positive. So it reminds me of this area where they bent stuff and whatever instead of waiting for anybody. Mm-hmm. Look at these Jay-Z's, Beyonce's. Uh, one of the guys, Floyd's, uh, Floyd's friend is a professional is it baseball player or football player, one of the two. You'll see him doing this and that. This is the time to buy that same shop where he was going to shop. You can force your way because the, the people that are in charge now, you buy the police force that was spent, you buy the, the store. And you take a museum for something to help the black people and the remembrance of Floyd. You've already seen how he has affected all the other places. Look at where he was buried. They took him back to where he's from. Mm. No problem. But but Minneapolis has gotten a history of where everybody has known about Minneapolis because of Floyd. Mm. Now, don't leave these ruins be rebought and it be made something else. You have control to buy that store. The relative of Floyd might not have money. But they can get a funding from anywhere and buy the store and make a monument for Floyd. You can build housing and create. You, uh, Roger, you lived in America. You know what Section 8 is. Most of that area, the people that live in South Minneapolis, the white people don't want to live there. But they are the landlords of that place and they're collecting money from the government of Section 8. I'm just mm. simply asking, why wouldn't a, a black person rebuild that place, still have the same black people under Section 8, but the money is now going to a black person, not a white person, who had no interest in that place? Yeah. Now the place has some history. It's all within the thinking. I'm talking, Keith Anderson, <laughs> the Attorney General, is my friend. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. There's a way That's that I can check and yeah. say, look, this way, that way. So mm-hmm. we have the chance to do change history, and if it's economic power, we can control that. So let's not yeah. be sidetracked into, oh, I don't know whether they're going to rebuild this car food. They may not, because they want to punish you. But you can build it. Well, well, not, not only punishing you, Titus, but the, the risk now is uh, is high. Was Everyone wants to build where they, they feel secured. But if they say an, another riot comes, my store is gone. So that well, will take a while. Uh, that, rem- re- re- 
remember it's about what caused the problem. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's That's about the point. black person. They are really changing the whole police force policies, right? Yeah. So that's a step ahead. And if a step ahead, and if that building is owned by, let's say the building is now owned by Jay-Z, he has brought development there and whatever, why would somebody go and write and break Jay-Z's that's true. building? That's true. Do you see so that? I'll visit with you, Taita. That's a good angle you're coming. I mean, it's also telling me maybe we members of the diaspora could be organized. Who knows? We can put up a bank there. There, yeah, yeah, but we we'll, we'll talk about that. You see? Uh, Dr. Patrick Makareni. Makareni, Dr. Patrick. I have, I have something for Titus, and I have something okay. for Pianchi. And for Pianchi. Why okay. Uli... Mayuka Uli Ada. Mayuka Uli Ada. Uli Ada. Is that the Zambia? That's the Tanga. That's Tanga. That's Tonga, Dr. Patrick. Good job. It's good morning. Good morning, Mayuka. Mayuka.
Uh, that one is going to be interesting. Um, Malawi, there, is a, there was an election there, and things have, have changed. Uh, we want to see how our, our neighbor uh, did it and uh, how we can also emulate that. <clears throat> On the, it's, it's unfortunate I was called to go and work today. I wanted to do a live stream. Uh, where we we start to analyze some of these things. Uh, the live stream will be called uh, uh, the, the strategy session. So the political heavyweights here, be ready. We should be starting a live stream very uh, uh, very soon. Um, unfortunately, that one only allows about six people. So at a given time, we only need about two. And then we we do some analysis of the political situations of what is happening uh, in, in Zambia. Also, we saw um, how our government in Zambia reacted when the youths um, requested permission to go and demonstrate. Uh, and they were, sorry to say they were food. The government was food that the, the kids would be in the street. So it was full military gear. Uh, in the Lusaka, in the streets of Lusaka. However, the youth decided to go in the bush, but they made a huge, a huge statement there. What happened to the Minister of Health? What, what is really go going on? The Minister of Health is uh, arrested for um, for corruption, and five minutes is back home, and yet a youth who has been um, demonstrating online is arrested for almost one week what is happening in Zambia. So that is uh, going to be our discussion. So that is uh, on, the, on the bottom of the hour, uh, just about now in five minutes, we'll be in Lusaka, don't go away. On top of the hour, we do the political analysis. Uh, straight from our show, I'll be live on live stream uh, with Zahara. Zahara, she's, uh, yeah, so a lot of things. Uh, what is on your mind before I unpack everything? Yeah, it's just the transformation of um, of the understand what the perceived understanding of what the youth are. I was listening to the president this uh, two days ago. Yeah. He has put, he has put about six million kwacha uh, out. No, no, thirty million, three zero. Yeah, thirty million kwacha for for Zambian artists. I thought that was a very um, positive gesture, but I became I became very suspicious, you know, because uh, because the the youth the youth are multi-sectorial and just yes. investing in one little group. It seems like it seems to me like a gimmick to try and silence the musicians because they are at the forefront of this mm -hmm. conversation, corruption and things like that. Yeah. So, but I was um, I was impressed that one group was catered for. So, I I wanted to send them a message to say that what we need to see from the government is a no Zambian youth left behind type of policy, which mm -hmm. is multi-sectoral and empowering and helping our young people. Uh, from different parts of, of the economy. We cannot pat them on the back 
Bala tujibala tunyunya. That gesture is just to shut us up. Period. Ero sekundi kwacha today. What can it do? What will it do? You know that is a gimmick. You know, not even, don't even need your weight. Don't even give them the benefit of doubt. There's no benefit of anything. That one, if they formulated a policy, if they stood, if the president stood up and said, police, let my children protest. Let them hear yes. their grievances. I would appreciate yes. that. I like let, that. Bring, come, let's talk to a table. Let's see what ideas you have. Where is your problem? Mm-hmm. No, to have me at million quarter. That million quarter is what Jerome gives to his daughter to when she wants to make, uh, to play roadblock on, on, online. On some online games. That's nothing. You're here now, we can't even excuse them. Go to Nunya. They're just because, they're, because they're, the musicians are the mouthpiece. That's mm-hmm. it. There's no even two missions around it. And you know, I, I usually don't uh, criticize our government too much, but that one was blunt and trying to shut us up. Period. Ah, well, Pokwena, I don't have no comment. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> on, 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 on that one, I agree with Rachari. That was the, uh, I think, it optics, as they say. Uh, the, the, but Roger, the, uh-huh. Roger, what would be yeah. beneficial is if we engage these youth leaders, let them come up mm-hmm. together with at least these four or five things are exactly okay. what we are crying about. And the government must do this one, two, three, four, five, ten, whatever, but some specific issues yeah. that we would want the government to address. If we yeah. do that, then we begin to make some progress. And so every rallying cry, every youth, whether you're in Kalawo, in the UK, in Kinsari, we are, every one of them is asking for the same issue. Because even if we just say no corruption, it is too broad. How about we say specifically, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fire truck. We want an explanation for that to one million. That is, if we are, they are going to get away with it. Unless they say something, ask them to say something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my guest in Lusaka uh, has joined. Again, Vachari, can you say something? I want to hear if they can, uh, she can hear you. Say hello to Mrs. Lungu, Vachari. So she can hear me? Okay. Can you hear that, Mrs. Lungu? No, I can't hear, Mr. Charlie. Okay. Uh, oh, you can. Oh, uh, you, you, you could hear that. Uh, right? On my side, it's very clear. Yeah. But you can, but uh, I can, I'm head? Yes. You are head very, uh, very well. So I, I, uh, I don't know why the communication is going to be. Um, well, since it's me who's going to be asking uh, the questions, we'll, we'll not worry if they, about. If they can, if they can hear me, that's fine. That's I fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. When Dr. Patrick comes in and others, uh, we'll, we'll do the, the needful. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, we, we are going to. Uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be a, a short break from our open, but we'll be back on top of the hour of our. So don't, don't go away. Uh, we'll do 30 minutes with uh, Mrs. Rungu, and then uh, after that, we, uh, we shall go back to our analysis of the situation going on in Zambia. Uh, 
Mrs. Lungu, uh, she's the Director of Technical uh, Services, responsible for standard development, uh, product and management system certification, training and testing uh, laboratories. Uh, she's a regional coordinator for harmonization of standards in SADIC, SADIC region. Uh, Mrs. Rungu, that is huge. Uh, when, when I SADIC yes. region, yeah, yeah that, that is a uh, uh, that, that, that is big. So welcome to to, to the show, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Long. Thank you very much. She, for by the way, she uh, this is the Zambia Bureau of Standards, Zambia Bureau of of Standards. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in a nutshell, what does Zambia Bureau of Standards, Mrs. Longo, uh, do in Zambia? Oh, well, thank you very much. And, um, yeah, so Zambia Bureau of Standards, it is a statutory organization in Zambia mm-hmm. under the Ministry of Commerce, Trade, and Industry. It was established in 1982 yeah, to promulgate standardization and quality assurance in the country. But however, standardization actually started a long time ago during the federation, but the capital was in Harare, and even the the standard organization was in Harare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yes, so it started a long time ago. But at least in 1982, that's when ZABS was re-established. And so the responsibilities or the functions of ZABS are basically to develop national standards, mm-hmm. And as we develop national standards, the principle is always to look at what is available at international level or regional level. So that even as we develop our own Zambian standards, we are not uh, different from what is prevailing at international level. And this is because we want uh, standards actually used to facilitate trade. Yeah, so they are an enabler. Mm. Uh, to, to trade. And so we cannot have something that is different in Zambia. Otherwise, we have problems exposing <laughs> outside. Yeah. Well, so b- b- before you go far, Mrs. Zungu, I was, uh, yes. I remember when we talked the other day mm-hmm. how a meda in Sulawesi is different from a meda in, uh, uh, in, in Osaka. But that's for another day. I'm just laughing because. You know, we are looking at the international level when our own standards within Zambia are, are not, but we'll talk about that. Keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I should be able to explain when I talk about education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why there are these differences that exist. I mean, yeah, even when you have international standards available for use. Mm-hmm. And when you yeah. talk about so, uh, okay, mm-hmm. when you talk about standards, yes. uh, Mrs. Longo, what, what are we talking about here? What are the uh, elements we are looking at? So when you talk about a standard, is, is a document uh, which is, um, of course, developed through consensus. Uh, when we are developing standards, we actually call people experts or people in the sector. Mm-hmm. sit around the table and discuss and agree what should go into the document. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So the document, which is a standard, will, will actually provide the stipulate specifications. For example, if I can say millimil, I'm sure you're still eating shima, even if you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if if I want to develop a standard for millimil, then we are going to set the criteria for mm-hmm. millimil to be edible, for millimil to be okay. So in the standard, we'll stipulate the maximum moisture content. We'll stipulate maybe the color, if you're you saying it's breakfast or it's a royal meal. So there, there is a color, those are quality parameters. So mm-hmm. we set the, the color. And then from, we also set microbiological parameters. Yeah. So there are some microbi- microorganisms that are poisonous or detrimental to human health which must not be found in the food. So even those who, who normally will indicate that this should not be there. There are others. Uh, then we'll look at the lead, uh, heavy metals. Mm. Yeah, you know, you know there are metals in the soils, and the, definitely these are taken up in the soils. Sometimes it, is, it depends on what we are spraying on the plants and things like that. So we set the maximum, what is the what is the maximum allowable which may not cause problems to or injury to a human being? And the, and these figures have been set also already by international bodies like the Codex. Codex is a, is a committee of the WHO and the Food and Agriculture Organization. They develop food safety standards. So those are the standards we also look up to when we are also developing our own standards here. Because they've been, they've done studies before setting those particular limits. Mm. Yeah. So a, stand, a standard basically is a document which is um, published by an authority in Zambia, International Standards Body, the Zambia Bureau of Standards. It's developed by consensus, so not one body or one individual can draft the standard. So even if we say ZAB develops standards, we don't do it on our own. We actually do it with stakeholders. Yeah, so stay, and if we are going to develop a standard, for example, in the energy sector, then the ERB, the Ministry of Energy, are very, very important uh, stakeholders mm. when it comes to developing those particular standards. So we sit down around the table, people discuss and agree what should be in the standards. So that is basically what a standard is, a document published uh, by an authority, and it's also established by consensus. There has to be consensus. Yeah. And any representation also has to be very good because you don't want uh, one sector actually dominating over the other. For example, if you have producers and the users, you don't want to have uh, to not to have producers only and no users. Yeah. So users also have to be there so that they can uh, state their views of what they would like to see a product achieve. So you have your scientists there, you have your regulators there, you have your consumers there, you have civil society, depending on the subject matter that you're actually working on. So you identify who are the relevant stakeholders to look at this particular issue, who must sit around the table and agree what should go into this document. And of course, there are approval processes 
Uh, it's not approved by ZAB's management. It's approved by the board. Okay. The board approves the, the standard, and these standards, once they are approved, they are actually gazetted mm -hmm. in the government gazette. Okay. So if you send me an email address, I can share with you a catalog of all the Zambian standards that have been developed. Oh, wonderful. You notice that most of them actually are adopted international standards. Mm -hmm. You also want our, our industry to strive to achieve those requirements. Does um, so, your organization um, develop standards for even for the domestic consumption? Or, or just for export? Right. No, actually, when we d we develop a standard, one standard for all products, for, for all products, for an for an import, mm -hmm. an export, a local product, they must all meet one standard. Mm -hmm. So we cannot have two, we cannot have two two standards for yes. one product. Otherwise, that is also not even acceptable at WTO because it means. The, uh, we are being unfair. Mm -hmm. so we are unfairly, yeah. We are giving unfair advantage to the other, you know, over, over another. Because I mean, if you have two standards, say for local, for the locals, and you reduce the requirements, and then for export you increase the requirements, that is unfair. It's not a level play field. Mm. Um, and and of, and of course, I mean, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to safety parameters, why would you want to? to put the uh, uh, requirements that uh, are lower for your own people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, it, so the standards that we develop apply to imported products or products for export or even the locally manufactured products. They have to meet the same standard. So uh, now when, it, when it comes to mm -hmm. actually the application of standards, yeah, so why why we see some products... Well, well, uh, and the reason, the reason I ask uh, Mrs. Rongu is uh, Nakonde, um, Solwezi, uh, Kasempa, do you have offices in there to make sure uh, the standards are, are followed or how is it done? Okay, yeah. so the standards that we publish as Zambia Bureau of Standards mm -hmm. are all voluntary. Yeah. They are voluntary, so they are not. Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, they are. They are voluntary, and I think uh, even uh, everywhere in the world, a national standard body publishes standards so that they can be used by industry to improve mm -hmm. what they are doing. And then you have regulators who are supposed to actually regulate within their sectors. And you have a consumer protection also, who also is expected to protect the, uh, the public against the poor standards. So our, our the Zambian standards are generally um, are voluntary. However, we do have some that, are, in fact, there are only about 60, 60, 61, that have been declared compulsory by the minister. But when it comes to enforcement, they are enforced by another organization. This is Zambia Compulsory Standards Agency. Mm. It's a fairly new agency because we were restructured. Before we had a department that was enforcing them, 
But now we had we we have had to align ourselves in international best practices after the the policy equality policy was actually approved and published by the government. So we we restructured, and we cannot. It's like being a judge and a jury. You develop a standard and then you start enforcing. That way, it, yeah. So, so it was difficult for for ZAB now uh, as a, as a board that is also supposed to help industry improve yeah. quality of products to work with them because each time you went there, they would think you have gone there to inspect them mm. and find find fault. Yes, so that was not working well. So that that was restricted. So enforcement of compulsory standards is done by another body, another agency which is Zambia Compulsory Standards Agency. Yeah, so like I was saying, standards are voluntary. However, in an effort to for stakeholders or for industry to improve the quality of products and to just get market advantage, they will apply for certification of their products. So that is the scheme that we provide as a, it's a voluntary scheme. And um, it also actually helps... Uh, industry to market their products because if people see a quality mark on the product then at least they they have some confidence that okay someone is monitoring this company these products are being tested and someone is actually checking them so if i'm in uh, my home village in Kasapa, i'm producing um, cassava <coughs> you give me a, a certificate to see, uh, to see uh, if I'm doing, um, you test my products, uh, you, you agree, oh, okay, this is going well. You go away. Uh, how do you make sure that, uh, or it's up to me again to make sure that w what I promised you uh, remains? you keep doing. Oh, okay. Sh surely, yes. I mean, industry is as much responsible as a, a certification body when it comes to maintaining uh, the, the quality of the product consistently. So on our part, what we do when someone applies for certification, of course, there are forms that they'll fill in, which we can share, forms that they'll fill in, whatever they are doing, and then we'll perform an audit. We'll go to the ground, to the factory, and assess the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, we in a product certification, we are not just interested in the final product. We are also interested in the process and the people that are involved in manufacturing that particular product. So it's a whole lot because when we look at the process and the quality control measures you have put in place at the various stages, to assure the quality of the product, then that also will give us a guarantee that, okay, yes, the, the, the process is okay, these people know what they're doing, and they're monitoring what they're doing, and they have a system to discard what is not right, what is not meeting their personal, the, the company requirements and things like that. So, yeah, we look at the process and the, and the method that you have put in place, the measures that you have put in place to ensure that you are getting a quality product, a quality and safe product. Then at the end of the day, we also get a sample, we test. So we test a sample against the national standard. In fact, for cassava, we have standards. So we test it against the standard, and if it also meets the requirements of the standard, 
and your process also gives us assurance that uh, yes you meet at least the minimum requirements to ensure a quality product <coughs> then we'll give you a certificate but that certificate is only valid for one year and in between you'll be assessed again so it's not a one-off assessment so maybe you can be assessed twice or four times in a year yeah yeah and 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 and, and then we also do market surveillance so we'll check your product on the market yeah? mm-hmm. without you knowing we'll go and buy the products on the market we test just to check that you're actually conforming to the requirements as agreed with the nature of business in in zambia where informal uh, business is uh, more uh, than the former one. Mm-hmm. The, the smaller guys, um, how easy is it to get certification from you? You know, well, for smaller guys, definitely we have observed that it's not that easy because certification is not a free service anyway, as you know. We charge. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then the requirements are quite stiff. I mean, we, and we expect you to document the system and, you know, to carry out this and that. Mm-hmm. So for for the small small guys, we designed another SMS. So this one is not as re, as is not it is not as demanding as the the, the what I, I can probably call the premium quality mark that we offer. So we have reduced the requirements so that we can support the SMEs. But of course, we don't want the, the SMEs to remain stuck on this in sort of a foundational skill yeah, would yes. like them to, to gra- eventually graduate and get the premium mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So at least we have provided for a scheme for SMEs. And I think so far, I mean, it was only launched last year and it's, it's gaining some memo- momentum. But of course, on our part, we also need to publicize it more and uh, Yes, yes. Do you, do, do you, um, the, 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 this is a self-interest question I'm going to ask you. Uh, do you advertise like on radio? Do, do you do that? Because uh, Zama Block Talk Radio will be going live and we want people to come and advertise. Uh, okay, let me rephrase my question. Yeah. How well known are your, uh, your services uh, to, the Zambian, to the Zambian people? Because I only heard about this while I was here, grown and raised up in Kitwe. Never heard of anything like this. Yeah. That is very sad. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I know that uh, there are, I think in the last few years, especially when we were actually enforcing <laughs> the standards before we were restructured, I think people got to know, the businesses got to know about ZAPS. And, um, yeah, I think their awareness has increased considerably. But at the same time, we we still notice that we need to do much, much more, (coughs) which we are not doing. I mean, you know, to market yourself, you need resources. And if resources are inadequate, there's only so much that you can do. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, I mean, it is long by, uh, I think, the few resources you have, if you can market well, 
let people come. And that, that is where your money should be coming. Uh, sorry to say our government is broke. Uh, it will not give you money. <laughs> when, when we are talking about the fees, uh, how is the fees, fee structure uh, uh, there? <clears throat> Well, I think the fee structure compar comparatively, <clears throat> it's comparatively low. I mean, we, we, because we know other uh, certification bodies around Zambia, even the, especially the foreign bodies, because the, 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 the indigenous, of course, is ZAPS, and then we have the foreign SGS, Bureau Veritas, and the others who, who actually, uh, other NSBs like like South Africa, who have certified local companies here. So our, our fees are relatively low, but for the SMEs, again, who are the majority in our country, we... Well, they are relatively low. How, how much are we yeah. talking about? Just give us um, a, a few. How much are we talking about in money terms? In money terms, okay, a Monday for a premium mark, a Monday is charged at 4,000. 4,000 what? 4,000 quite. That is for an audit. An, oh, okay. An audit, mm -hmm. an, like an, an audit, for example, for a larger company may take two to three days or four days, but then maybe you can attach two auditors so that they can only, they can only take two days to audit the a company or something like that. So it's a month a Monday charged at four thousand and then of course then the administrative costs, the transport which is at cost and then the testing fees. Yeah. And it varies depending on um, the location, the site also. Okay. I mean when you're talking about northwestern province of course then you can create the transportation cost to northwestern province. But however, if if there are what what we like what we like also doing is to aggregate if there are more more companies that are going to be audited within an area, mm -hmm. then you, you like share the transport cost among us today okay. so that it's not too much. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but the Monday will remain the same. What I'm going to do, I'm going to drop you here, Mrs. Lungu. Then I'll call you uh, just for the small segment so that you can hear. Uh, what uh, uh, others? Uh, let me try something. Um, maybe you might hear. Like also, can you say hello to Mrs. Lungo? Hello, Mrs. Lungo. Okay, I want to try my machine. Try again. Hello, Mrs. Lungo. Okay, nothing. So I'll drop. I'll drop you, Mrs. Lungo. Um, okay. And then I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a call just now. Uh, and then others uh, can uh, ask some uh, question. Uh, small song here, Twelve by Wazi. Please uh, don't go away. Let me connect Mrs. Lungu. That way she can hear. Uh, as I say, from the horse's mouth, not from me interpreting. <laughs> Tori we, 
Nekela chubingazi Umoyo ulie mutengo toli Uka uluvia uka ufangelini Mana wangu toli Ukoze mwila tifunda Ulie auto nitindi kazi Masiku ose ndika gona Ndi malila ukoni mwila Okay, good morning. Welcome to Zander Block Talk Radio. A few minutes uh, here. Uh, let's uh, just uh, now uh, link up. Dr. Patrick, you were uh, listening to Mrs. Longu. I hope um, uh, she hears you now. Uh, yeah. Yes. What were your observations, your co- your comments as uh, we discussed? Yes, 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 yes. So, so much to talk about. Um, let yeah, welcome, I know. <laughs> <laughs> let me welcome and, and thank uh, Madam Nungo for being and joining with us and sharing so much information. It's it's. It's wonderful, and I'm, I personally am very appreciative of it. Um, um, Madam Lungu, uh, as, as you may have heard when uh, Roger opened up the, the program, he had mentioned that the topic of standards and regulatory laboratories were discussed at our recent uh, 10th anniversary Zambia Block Talk Radio 10th anniversary celebration in Dallas, and as such, uh, offshoot of that is we have two or three brothers and uh, two or three brothers and sisters that have been inspired to engage in developing a regulatory laboratory. So as such, I I would like to ask you a couple of questions and in hope that future discussions will will entertain and invite you to engage in in these discussions. So, Ms. Lungo, are you ready? Hello, Mrs. Lungo. Is she with us, uh, Roger? Uh, I, I, I hope so. Hello, Mrs. Lungu. Okay. I may have to try again. Okay. Sorry for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mrs. Lungu. We just hear music in the background. When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see. No Should I hold on or or and wait until you connect? 
Rocky, you still there? I thank you, I love you. I'm here, but there's music. Yeah, I think that's Roger playing music. I think he's connected to the other side. Oh, trying to. Yeah, while you're waiting, one thing that I wanted to, I don't know if you've noticed. Um, even that. It's, it's, it's hard to hear you because of the music. Yeah. Just as long as you say, I was just going to say, you're holding louder. Okay. I was trying to say the energy with which we address important issues like the Bureau of Standards is so low, and you can't blame the officers because they are so much handicapped where they've given a task to you and no resources to carry it out. So for me, it's one of those. uh, Departments that our government should say, yeah, we have established just to show people or show the international community that we have a standard, but they don't finance the bureau and they pretty much are handcuffed. Hopefully, but hopefully in hopefully in our discussions, hopefully in our discussions, we will talk about how the bureau can be financed, their methods yes. and vehicles that can be financed. And the regulatory laboratories that I discussed mm-hmm. and talked about at our last, um, at our um, first <clears throat> celebration, yeah. uh, that's one vehicle. But I would love to share. I, I, I want this not to be the first um, conversation. I want this to be a continuum because there is yeah. a, a great potential to um, develop money as well as partnerships uh, domestically, as well as internationally. So, uh, internationally. Uh, in in our discussion with um, uh, Sister Lungu, maybe we could um, continue this discussion. Let's call this part one discussion. Yes, if we can be a catalyst, uh, getting them energized and getting it really running, um, it would exactly. be great. Because if I'm a manufacturer exactly. and I'm not upright in my ethics, I would take every shortcut possible. That's you know, right. And, and the people are at the mercy of uh, a, a, a bureau like hers to really, really be able to look out for. And then some of the, if the standards are low, some of the impact on the product is not seen immediately. It may show up in eating bad food 10 years down the line. Instead of dying at uh, in my 80s, I'm dying at 45 from heart attacks and stuff like that because of the stuff we're putting in our bodies and there's nobody regulating and checking and making sure that these things are enforced. Well, okay, but Mrs. Lou, back now since she oh, can't uh, hear us and when I use the handline, it's not allowing me. It allowed me once, but it, it, it's not allowing me. However, on WhatsApp, with this line, it's working just fine. Uh, I may have to arrange, uh, I don't know if it's another time, Mrs. Rungu, or I should be an interpreter, Dr. Paji. What do you think? I, I think this is just the, the uh, beginning. Or you can send in questions, send me an email. I think this okay. is just... 
Uh, uh, can can yeah, uh, Dr. Patrick is uh, talking. I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you what Dr. Patrick will say. Uh, just one minute, Mrs. Oh, okay. Go, go ahead, Dr. Patrick. I, 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 let me let me uh, say uh, welcome, and I appreciate um, uh, Madam Lungo for sharing her expertise and, and knowledge with us. Okay. Okay. Um, Dr. Patrick says uh, we will have to. Uh, this is just the beginning, and um, okay. yeah, we we will we, we'll do. We arrange another one. I, I, I like this subject, and uh, there is more okay. we, we 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 have to do. Uh, before you dropped, mm-hmm. Dr. Patrick was explaining how how that uh, last was it last year was this year? I don't know. I mean, right. we, we, yeah, we went to Dallas, and Mrs. Lungu. Uh, where mm-hmm. the idea of uh, a standards and laboratory um, uh, institution was uh, was discussed, a, a private one, but for that matter, was uh, discussed. Okay. So we want to see mm-hmm. how we can partner, how we can partner with uh, your organization, or how you you can help us. But we have uh, I have to work on my, my taking calls. Yes, Doctor Patrick. Roger, please share yeah. with Miss Lungo is. At our next our, our next discussion, yes, I, I want I want to discuss her her agency, yes, the Zambia Compulsory Standards Agency. Okay, okay. Why, why don't you do this, Dr. Patrick? Instead of uh, yes. me uh, interpreting, uh, send me the small e- uh, uh, email. I'm in touch with Mrs. Rungu, uh so that she Excellent. knows our next um, uh, discussion when everything is okay. Uh, I, I hope Mrs. Rungu will be available to come back on the Block Talk Radio. Uh, see how we can work together. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. Okay. Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, apologize. I think it. Yes, uh-huh, it would be helpful if. Yes, yeah, so it would be helpful if you can also just indicate which topics or which areas. Okay. Okay. That's what. Uh-huh. It, okay. That's what we, Dr. Patrick was saying. Uh, we'll definitely do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So, right. Sorry for for the taking because uh, Mrs. Lungu, I don't know. I tested everything, but uh, you know how technology technology is only as good as when it works. Of course, no problem. No problem. Yeah, yeah. have a good uh, good night there. Thank you. Good day. Okay. Bye bye. Uh, so sorry for 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 that, um, uh, Doctor Pat. Uh, please uh, go ahead, uh, ahead, uh, Brother Charlie, and yourself before we we dip into the the, the other uh, political. Uh, go ahead, Brother Charlie. I don't know if it was you who was talking uh, when I cut you short. Yeah. Well, well, Brother Charlie and myself, we were engaged in the conversation with mm-hmm. respect to financing um, the the bureau, and as yes. as as such. The best way, or one of the ways we can finance the bureau, is to is along the lines of a regulatory laboratory, in which the cost of of sending your products to this private regulatory laboratory will it will be equivalent to say five dollars U.S. dollars compared to what you may be charged if you were to send it to a Regulatory laboratory, a private regulatory laboratory in the United States would would be a hundred dollars. Mm. So, 
if, if if we could, because I I am I'm sure that we're we're not sure, but I've heard from two or three individuals at our celebration in which they were keenly interested in creating a private regulatory laboratory. Mm-hmm. And as such, if we could we could get this individual and individuals together with um, Sister Lingle and three other regulatory laboratories, or not three regulatory laboratories, but three government facilities, and we can get everybody on the same page there is there is a uh, an excellent way an excellent potential of of developing uh capital resources capital flows for for this development sounds uh sounds very good doctor but uh that i i, I really like it um so we are going to push i think for for that and see how we go uh maybe next week uh, i i'll bring mrs Longo. I should have figured out my, um, my my technicalities here. So you could hear her very well. And that was the WhatsApp of Acharika. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. she, yeah. It was a shame she couldn't uh, uh, hear us. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yes, I was, yeah. I, was, I, I, was, I was very excited um, to yeah, I know. speak with her and, and to I share know. some ideas. You, you, let, me, let me just... Let me, just share this part from listening to to Sister Lungu. She had mentioned, and she was talking to you, Roger, and she had mentioned that there are different standards, or there aren't different standards for for people at home as well as people from abroad. Abroad, and I just wanted to share this particular story. And that way we can make sure that this statement is 100% validated. I visited a a country in Africa. It's not Zambia, but the African country will remain uh, nameless for for the reasons of why I'm sharing this story with you. Uh I was at a seafood facility in this country. And I was inspecting uh, the the products and whether or not they met the regulatory standards of the Food and Drug Administration. And going through the the facility, the first facility I went through, it was dark, it was poorly lit. The the people that were handling the food, the seafood, had uh, unclean. <clears throat> Unclean laboratory coats, and they were packed. Uh, they were the fish products were packed uh, in an unclean manner. So I was led through that facility, and then through a door which is adjacent to the the facility I just walked through, and I walked into that facility, and it was lit excellently well. It was well lighted. The everybody in that facility had white clean um frocks, white clean jackets and they all had gloves and they handled the food, the seafood meticulously. And I looked at the the inspectors that were with me in that country and I said, Well, what's the difference from where I've just left to what I've 
what I'm what I'm standing in now. And the individual told me, says, well, the dark area on the other side, that's for domestic consumption. And the lit area that we're standing in now, that's for foreign export consumption. So we, we can't have that <clears throat> existing in Zambia or we can't have it existing in any African country. And the way we can address it is the regulatory laboratories that I was talking about. And we need a, 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 a dialogue between Madame Lungo's laboratory, I mean, Madame Lungo's agency and the agency she shared with us, which is recently yeah. developed, which is the Zambia Compulsory Standards Agency. We need to engage them in this discussion. But uh, I, I was excited and I was ready to engage. But we must have a continuum of discussion with her, uh, at least three to get on the same page and also to have the brothers and sisters that addressed me at the conference get them a leg up in starting their private regulatory laboratory. Yeah. Um, I think this time I'll, I'll reserve one hour. Uh, I think we'll do, we'll do it, Dr. Pat. That'd be great. That would be great. Okay. And and I'll send you the I'll send you an email as to uh, I I don't we'll just have uh, Sister Lungu uh, on on the so I said I say Nkasi Lungu on on this one hour discussion and then based on what we discuss and what we share we can piggyback that with inviting guests from the other laboratories or the not the other laboratories but from the Zambia Compulsory Standards Agency. Wonderful. 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 Okay. Okay. So that is uh our our guest on that one. Uh didn't uh, go as uh, planned but uh uh, we, we've got a test, and uh, I think we'll do. Um, I brought up the, this uh, idea again. Uh, I'm a farmer. You know, on my other life in Zambia, I, I did uh, beans. So I wanted to sell beans in Lusaka. They were asking me on Facebook how much I need, uh, how much was uh, the beans. I told them, is this much per meda? They told me, no. A meda in the same country in Solwezi is different from a meda in Lusaka. So that is why I, I brought up. And uh, also there is a program I would love to do, all the things which run in, run in my head, uh, but actually to bring rice from Nakonde to, to Lusaka. If someone orders the rice online, are they going to receive the same item they saw online? That, that is the question I've been uh, fighting with. So uh, that will come in our our next uh, discussion. Okay, uh, let's look at. Uh, thank you, Dr. Pat, and uh, I will I will be in touch. Uh, otherwise, uh, in Malawi they have a new president in um, in, in the country. Uh, it was uh, a battle. What you can call a battle at a uh, mm-hmm. And everyone here, it was 
about all the judges, the, the military, the people, the NGOs. Um, it was, uh, it was uh, a battle. What does this mean for Zambia? Uh, for everybody, I've mentioned. The people, the, 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 the soldiers in Zambia, the government. You can just begin with one, maybe. Uh, and then others will probably point out what it, what it means. Uh, maybe start with the people. I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, we 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 have um, an interesting situation uh, happening in Malawi, and um, uh, the, a few things I noted about the, the, that election is that um, uh, it, it's been long coming that type of um, uh, political change, and it's um, you know it's kind of like the resurrection of Lazarus. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that that party of Kamuzubanda has struggled in elections, and uh, for it to rise again from the dead and have a candidate who was viable, uh, that was a um, a good piece to. Also, that to was Kamuzubanda's former president Banda's uh, party. But right? yes, yes. So you need to arrange your cover for Isaac. Yeah. So, but you know, uh, I haven't uh, watched many uh, 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 priest kings, priest kings, priest presidents uh, yeah. uh, in operation. But uh, I know that most people who who govern with a strong um, religious cloud, uh, they tend to be, uh, unfortunately, based on study, they tend to be more despotic. So. Uh, despotic in the in the way they govern the retribution towards political opponents. So I'm I'm really keen to see how he will govern, and uh, that's where I think my interest will, will go up. The changes mm. that he will bring, and how has he pledged to be the pastor of his country? How that is going to 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 work to work? Uh, you know, uh, you know, because uh, but at the same time. Uh, it would be a struggle for us to take that situation and compare it to to, to Zambia, uh, because uh, the people's circumstances are slightly different. We've in the recent past, uh, we've had death in the office of the president, and that has also affected us in the way we select our leaders. Uh, for example, how Mr. Lungu emerged. Mr. Lungu came like from nowhere, and yes. you know the, the sympathy vote uh, put him there, and now. He is a bully locking up kids. And, 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 and we were scared of the other guys. <laughs> yes, yes, especially uh, not knowing that Mr. Lungu was also carrying West African magicians on his side. You know, so, um, yeah, so we, we, we have um, a dynamic situation in our case because the next election is going to be won and lost with the youth vote. Uh, because the sense of uh, disaffection and disenchantment by the young people uh, can mm-hmm. uh, be, can be harvested into uh, into a political uh, revolution. But between yes. now and the election, I don't see any ma- major movement in the voting patterns that we had uh, in the last election. Uh, mm. But what, what I can what I, what I can also tell you. Is mm-hmm. something very similar to what happened to Mr. Rupia Banda, where he spent a fortune on that election. 
mm-hmm. and the people just said kuya bevere uh, they they had to send him uh parking uh that 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 might mirror what may happen to Mr. Lungu because uh, his presidency is a causeless presidency. Uh, he doesn't have a particular cause, what he's trying to engineer in the nation, where he's going to take the nation. That's like Mr. Trump. Even, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, at, yes at, the, at the point that he is now trying to even go and recontest the election, he has accelerated the drowning of the nation in debt and, you know, uh, failing to balance the budget. And, you know, uh, even if, if, you know, instead of sending the police officers to the border to protect the country from imported goods that take away the jobs from the people in the Zambia, he sends the soldiers to go and hunt for the youth who are non-existent on the street and stuff like that. So there is a, a little bit of, you can't even say the loss of direction because uh, he has, he never came with a, a strong ethic that we could look to as a nation and, oh, Balungu Fibabanifi. And if mm. he never came with any of that. So uh, I think he, he, the way he came is the way he shall also go. Uh, he, 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 he will be remembered for a lot of, um, for a lot of uh, in, uh, in construction, Chinese construction. He will be remembered for that because they have built quite substantially. But he will also be remembered as the president who drowned a debt-free nation, almost debt-free nation, into such debt that we have to spend the next 20 to 30 years uh, to repay them back. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't concur with Vakasonso uh, <clears throat> where he says he does not uh, see a change uh, in the in the voting uh, in the voting uh, pattern. I, 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 I have a different feeling coming from Copper Pelt Magalone. So, what do you want me to say? Um, yeah, Dr. Gasonso has his own opinion. I have my own opinion. I have my own opinion. The fact is... Uh, and that's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for your, for your opinion. My opinion is... Uh, uh, Speak up, please. You know, I haven't I seen... Can you hear me? Yes, you sound on the lower side. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen a shift in terms of uh, perception that would uh, make things change so drastically. Uh, the, the civic education levels in Zambia still remain the same. Uh, mm. That 30 million kwacha that uh, Balungu gave to the youth, to be honest with you, you might have, uh, you might think that it, it does not move uh, votes. But to the people in Zambia, the youth that are gullible, naive, uh, complicity, and in some cases I would say uh, stupid, they see it as a big thing, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not insulting them, but I'm being honest. There is a lot of... Uh, uh, sorry, 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 silly, silly picked up. Oh, God. On the other phone, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I, um, I see things not moving a lot. There are youths that are trying to make things move, but the bigger chunk of the youths are still naive, are still gullible. 
and they, they they'll do what they've always done. So Wakasonso might be right. You can hear some good news from the Copper Belt, mm. and everybody mm. hears some good news every time there are elections from the Copper Belt, but the outcome is not the same as the news. So um, this time around, I think I'm just going to enjoy listening to my radio. That's all. <laughs> But <laughs> do, do you also concur what the gentleman are saying? Uh, <laughs> Zambia, you know, um, one thing when uh, Dr. Kozonso was talking about the history of Zambia and, and where we're coming from, another thing that you must uh, understand is that we are also coming from a situation where uh, the incumbent feels like everything they do, the country is personal to hold up. So even the successor... Mm is not picked on merit. The successor is picked because the incumbent of each political party feels that you and me were on the same page. Like, for instance, mm. in the MMD, even Truva was not really, was really, people went looking for somebody to come and stand in. But it came more emphasized after Truva because Truva goes and appoints a person who is not even in the cabinet to become president. And uh, even Mr. Banda to come and to follow uh, in one other state. So that pattern has always been there. So we don't have a strong background of somebody, an individual, standing up and really saying, this is what I stand on. This is the direction of the nation. This is what we should be doing as, as a country. In 10 years, we can move from where we are to this place, and this is how we get there. We don't have those clear articulations. Even in the opposition, we have more... People saying, hey, then somebody saying, listen, these are Zambia's strengths. We can move from mm. here to there. This is how we can move the needle. This is, and, and I think so, so our politics are not necessarily, if you lean so much on principle, so to speak, as a politician, you stand to lose. So on the mm. ground, I would be very skeptical in uh, thinking that because of the fire trucks, because of... Uh, uh, arresting Taylor because of all these things that we're complaining about, automatically the electorate are going to vote for the opposition and not Mr. Lungu. Uh, I would be very, very skeptical because, and at the same time, we remember we are not all 100% confident that all the ballot boxes that are, that are counted are exactly what the people cast. And that has been well, the, election, that, that, is the, the that, that, that is the big one there. That is the big one. Yes, but, <clears> but you see, that, and again, when we deal with these issues, we attack the individual and not the system. So when Lungu moves, that system is still in place. That other mm. individual would be the same. So we have to develop an idea of as Zambian citizens to look more ahead. Yes, we are dealing with what we are dealing with today, but then what is going to make sure that we don't end up where we are with the next person? That is something that we must uh, be discussing simultaneously. As we are talking about removing this individual, we must also be talking about what is going to stop the next person from going down the same lane and becoming the same person. The, when the gentleman here, you are doubtful uh, whether people uh, are going to probably behave the same. Uh, let's bear in mind, in my view, they never won the election uh, last time. Maybe they did. If you look at the number of member of parliament, and those are, uh, those are counted, 
I think, in the local areas. So we give it uh, to them. Uh, if you hear a speech, it's not the inaugural speech of the incoming president in Malawi. He talks about the manipulation of uh, elections. And where do we go uh, to stop the manipulation of elections? We've seen how far uh, Mr. Lungu has gone, number one, in the electoral uh, system. He has only relatives there, uh, Mr. Churu and, and them. Um, other institutions, the, the, the courts, uh, they are almost gone. Uh, and that was a, a big plus for Malawi. Um, the military could stand up, the defense forces could stand up in Malawi. Which element will stand out uh, in, in Zambia and help out, uh, help out here? Because it seems like all the elements which are supposed to come together came together in Malawi. However, in Zambia, I, I'm not sure. Who wants to say that? Um, yeah, for me, Roger, for me, mm-hmm. if you don't engage the to a level where the grassroots are the ones who are incensed, uh, it doesn't matter what the president does, he stands to be reelected. Um, there's got to be such an overwhelming sense of you, we, are, we are kicking you out from the grassroots that no matter how much looting they do, the votes that you have on the ground, the genuine ones, may override that. And that, we think, would apply whether it's Rungu or anyone else. Uh, for me, I, I try to look beyond just the individual. I'm convinced that anyone who is standing today, they get into office, they will do the exact same things as Rungu is doing. Let, let me know, do a follow-up uh, on, on that so, one, Vatai. Let me do a follow-up. You know how we uh, we dealt a blow to KK, uh, Kenneth Kaunda, in 1991? That was huge. Yes. But you could see from, from there, KK allowed people to campaign to do things free, and it helped. You come but, to but, but, this government, they, they are not allowing anyone to step out of their, their houses. How do we break that? How, yeah. That is the so, number one. Remember the dynamics with KK, Roger, remember with KK, there were various things at play. One of the things that KK was convinced it is impossible for anyone to vote against him. He was convinced mm. he's winning. He was convinced with the KK one way I so it's different with these guys. We know I might lose, I need to steal. So, the, okay. so it, it's, uh, the dynamics are slightly different there. <clears throat> and again, on the other part, it was the grassroots, overwhelming grassroots people who were convinced they need to vote for some, someone mm-hmm. other than KK to feel it and feel they need to show up at the polls in numbers because even the military, they, they reach the power of the nation, just like in Zimbabwe. The only reason the military succeeded in ruling Mugabe is because the power of the nation, the grassroots, was such that Mugabe, no matter what, people really, really do not want him. So we've got to get to our grassroots campaigning, uh, and that's why we need, we need to fight for local radio stations to remain open. We need to fight for uh, journalists and people who are, uh, who are genuinely, genuinely interested in the nation in their criticism for the economy or analyzing the economy or commentaries on the economy to really remain free so that they can speak their mind and be able to educate people on exactly what is going on, what the implications are. Otherwise, I'm telling you, you show up next year and get a vote for you, regardless of what they have been, you have been doing. That 30 million kwacha, some of those musicians will no longer be singing the songs they've been singing. 
Mark Sakanwa is the same thing. Mark Sakanwa, it means to shut you up, to block, to block your mouth. You know, so that's the same thing. Even if you don't consider corruption, that's the same thing. They are buying those people to keep their mouth shut. So we, the grassroots, even to bring Mr. Sata in, they had to, and that's one thing that was Mr. Sata's friend. He knew how to communicate with the, 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 the local Vanamarkets, the, 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 the local people are uneducated. If you focus on the educated, there are very few. That's how Jim Mwamba failed. He was focused on just the intellectuals. Going just my information at my college. You, how many people are there? Given the current scenario, the current environment in Zambia, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know who to have a go yeah, uh, the current I, I scenario. Yeah, I go, can go say ahead. something. I can mm -hmm. say something. I can give you a few permutations. Uh, the secret, uh, the, since we know that um, the, 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 the nation will vote in two blocks, one half of the nation will vote UPND, and the other half will vote um, uh, PF. Uh, whichever party finds a, even a minimal inroad into the other party's uh, 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 region is the party that will carry the day. For example, the UPND in the last election, they used a, a northern province a politician, businessman, uh, to increase the number of votes that they needed in that area. And then that strategy we found I'm not that sure DBM moved a, a needle like a source. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, no, actually, if you go and look at the party's performance in those areas, uh, it's not just DBM. The Dr. Mumbai was campaigning, Sam Powers campaigning. There were a lot of northern province politicians, uh, northern Muchinga politicians, who were campaigning with them in that area. And if you look at the performance of the UPND, in this last election when they had such a coalition, their numbers incre increased slightly in those constituencies. They didn't o overlap, but their performance was much better than in the prior election, and in the prior election when they had that. So based on that study, but based on that observation, I think that if the UPND would build a coalition that can allow them to capture more votes, particularly from the Copper Belt and Wapula province, they have, a, they have a chance to get in. They have a chance to get in. But if they, they are, they, they, the PF manage to keep their stronghold and the UPND does not break through, it will be the same story always. But what we do have is in the cities like Lusaka and the Copper Belt, this disaffection of the youth or the younger people uh, might be where the election is won and lost. Uh, because if the youth come out in huge numbers to reject the patriotic front in the city, then, and those cities are PF strongholds uh, in the previous election, then the opposition has an, a, an, an inroad uh, there. From the perspective of parliament, it will be a toss-up this time because you will find a lot of independent and a lot of other... Is, is, uh, is Lusaka a stronghold for, for the PF? Based on the numbers that they, they, they obtained from the elections and even the seats uh, they won, you know, so you can also include Lusaka to be part of the group. Because if they had lost Lusaka, then the president was gone. But they mm. won Lusaka. Yeah, then the president was gone. But they won Lusaka. So, but 
We are seeing these signs of frustration from the young people. If those can be translated into the vote, then Mr. Lungu is certainly packing. Uh, Roger. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, politics is a game of numbers. And the, as, as much as I agree with my brother, Wakasozo, uh, my skepticism about the youth in Lusaka, on the Copper Belt, and anywhere in the country is due to the fact that they are now scared to stand up like we did during the Kaunda era for them to be removed. Uh, yeah, Wakaunda, like he, Wachala said, probably he had a, a thought that no matter what, he was going to win. And he allowed it to continue. But Walungu knows that he's not going to win. So he has also something in his pocket that he's going to put on the table. And you know what, to be honest with you? If you, look, if you check, the winning of elections in Zambia is not by vote. It's by tricks. That's all. So It's by what? Say that again? By tricks. By tricks, by rigging. Tricks, rigging, okay. Yes. So <laughs> there, is a, there is no way you think PF is sitting down there and the, watching to say, let's win elections in a manner that we have, uh, we have seen other countries do, like what has just happened in Malawi. But so, then, how, how how do we? Sorry, Bakasonso, uh, Bakalon. Yeah, how do where, we as a that's nation? Where, that's why I was. That's why I was saying the youth, mm -hmm. the ones that are supposed to scare the government, for them to know that they are not going to take any crap from anybody. That's why. And how do they do that? How, how do they do that? This, uh, these are some of the ideas. I think we should. Uh, uh, they, in they, our streaming they, videos, they, they, we should we should have these concrete. Uh, strategic ideas uh, in view of the police in view of the government crackdown uh, we, we, we need to bring so something on the table for the youth Hey brother Roger, how are you? Uh, let, let, let him finish, uh, okay hold on, let, let him just finish uh, I was uh, just trying to put something on, on his go ahead brother yeah, you, you posed a question that is very pertinent and the, this question that's why in most other countries, and even in Zambia, uh, the, in the diaspora, you're supposed to have groups that you sit down. You call them um, uh, groups that you brainstorm issues. You see? But we exactly, talk. exactly, yes. We don't I, sit I like down that. Mm. and use research to find, even equations, to find solutions to such problems. We spend much of our time just looking at the problem, not looking at the solution. That's a very mm. good uh, question for, for us to sit on and try to find a solution, brainstorm solutions. The think tanks, think tanks are not an organization that they say. can be a group of five people sit down, or two people mm. sit down, yeah, what do you think about this? They bring it up, they publish it, then the people that side, they know what to do with it. Even the people who are planning to do uh, such a thing, 
would realize that somebody has a solution to our problem. You see? Yeah. So that's what I would Okay. Yeah, the the brother here on two two four. Yeah. Roger. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Just hold on, just hold on, Vachet. Uh two two four. Brother Roger, this is Blair in uh, Illinois. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. No, the question, the question you asked was a very critical question about what new ideas do we need to bring on the table. And I think uh, the previous uh, speaker kind of encapsulated it. And um, my two cents, uh, I'll just uh, venture off, is um, the moment we start to- talking politics, we we kind of uh, can go whether you want to UPND or PF or UNIP, MMD. But I think us in the diaspora, we need to focus on policy, policy interventions, the think tanks that uh, my my brother just mentioned. You you just need two or three people to say, okay, we have a youth unemployment issue in Zambia. How can we fix that? And there are policies that can be driven by data, by information things that we've seen that work in, in in other places. So my two cents is um, when we uh, have a forum like we have right now, I think we, we should spend more time thinking about what policies should we suggest the Zambian people adopt. Not the Zambian government, but the Zambian people, because the people drive what their government should look like, what priorities the government should focus on. So, if, for example, Brother, Brother Blair, saying, I, I, I want to piggyback on what you have just said. Go ahead. What we are looking at here is uh, what has happened in Malawi. Um, for for the Malawian people to win, uh, what were the elements which came in in, in place? Um, I'm not sure it was about uh, uh, policies, but on this, uh, in this regard, we are talking about the youth in our, in our country. Um, what should we do to energize uh, the youth like our friends in Malawi did to remove the current uh, government? I think everyone uh, is energized in Zambia. They want to. But it is that winning step, that one, just one, 1%, where everyone thinks this government has to go, do or die, they have to go. What do we need to do? What so, message so do we need? Things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are two things. Yeah, now, remember, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You can arouse the people's emotions, right? The youth. Mm-hmm. Remember when uh, uh, FGT Filuva uh, came to power? The hour. Everybody was aroused. The hour, the hour, the hour, we all went, and then what happened? The same thing can happen in Malawi, okay? The principle there was that we had a, a stolen election, and the army intervened to say, okay, this is not fair, you know? But the the core principle is this. Why do people need a government? You need a government to solve problems that you cannot solve individually, you know? So you have mm-hmm. unemployment, you have lack of uh, food, you have lack of infrastructure, you have all these challenges. So in order for you to find a vehicle that will deliver the things that you need, you need government. What kind of a government do you need? So the people in Malawi said 
this government that we have right now is not going to deliver. So they intervened, you know. The army intervened and they, they instituted somebody who's going to articulate what the people want. Now, in Zambia, we have the same thing. We had just uh, a few days ago, the youth went to the bush. What are they telling us? They're telling us the system is not addressing their needs. So what I'm proposing is we need to uh, say, okay, because like I heard, it doesn't matter what kind of uh, president you put in place, whether he's an angel, if the system is rotten, you have bad results. You have garbage in, garbage out. We need to, the structure needs to be state that when you provide a good input, you get a good output. Now, the system that we have in Zambia right now, uh, where a politician says, uh, vote for me, I'll give you free medicine, I'll give you free education. That's a fallacy. We know that's not possible. It's not plausible because Zambia has 17 million people right now. You can't have free health care. Somebody has to pay the bill. So what I'm um, asking is that let's look at policies that will give us a government yeah. that will meet the people's needs. So what policy mm. suggestions do we have as a Zambian diaspora that can give a Zambian in a Javuma, in Gwembe, mm-hmm. education, infrastructure, so that they develop, they meet their needs. Because all we need okay. as Zambians is a, a roof, uh, something to do between eight and five, and, you know, a way to pay for your bills. So what policy suggestions can we suggest? And I'm sure we have expertise. We have people that can say, okay, here's what we need to do. Yeah, I have, um, you know, I, I think it, from our show, we've said a lot of things that, that suggest, make suggestions policy-wise. And I put together some ideas on um, the, the No Youth Left Behind concept. The Navy left behind concept. Um, you know, I think that if we as a Zambian people can adopt the policy that then there is no youth that is going to be left behind, and then we segmentize. Uh, there are teenage youth who are in the early 20s uh, who are going to school. So the investment in the school, support their school programs, are the most important things to them at that stage. And then there are those youth who have graduated, uh, young people who have graduated, and all those who don't go to school. Those, we have to be able to provide uh, local industry and uh, funding opportunities for them to actually just get a job. Uh, And not investment in buying and selling, but in the production of of, of goods and services. Yeah. Let me let me give, let me give you two examples. How much did the government borrow just in the last ten years? They've borrowed more than thirteen billion dollars. That is the government with capacity to mobilize at least two billion dollars and invest in in this no youth left behind for just a period of ten years. Don't make uh-huh. it like this. It will be like this forever. So it is possible to borrow money and create a structure where we pay for the education of every young people up to the first two years of college using grants. It's been done before. 
It is possible to do that. If we can go and borrow okay. billions and billions and bury them in the, in the hills and everywhere across the country, we can find the two, just two billion. If we can find okay. that we are talking about let, less let, than 20% yeah. of that. Yeah. Roger. Let, let me, Roger. Uh, hold on, hold on. No. Let, let me cut it here. Let me cut it here. Uh, today we're cutting a little bit short. Uh, on Thursday, let's start our live stream. Um, I'll send you a, a link. We'll start the live streams for these uh, strategy uh, sessions um, so that we have. Uh, if we do it on Facebook, I think a lot of people benefit. So you call in. So the first one will be uh, Thursday. Uh, six o'clock, my time will be uh, in Florida. It will be 8 p.m. Uh, yeah. Are you so starting we, a Facebook for that or you are using your Facebook? I'm, I'm, I'm using my Facebook. How many people visit your Facebook? That is, you are talking about only having... Well, I, I also range. post in Zambia Block Talk Radio. It, it streams both ways. In Zambia Block Talk Radio be, page. It must, it must be a Facebook that would attract uh, people, not only people with your like minds, but uh, yeah. people from a broad spectrum. So having starting a Facebook specifically for that or for Block Talk Radio and use that Facebook for that would make more sense. Okay, well, well, let's say we'll talk. Let's say we'll, we'll talk between, yeah, between now, yeah, between a, now a, and a uh, the Yeah, between, between now and, uh, and Thursday, we'll talk how we can make it more. But we'll reach more people when we go to social media. That we all, we all agree. How we, we do yeah. that, that one? Uh, it will be um, it will be up to us. So this Thursday, Rachari, Makasonso, Doctor Kanonde, Doctor Pat, if you want, you, you can join us. Uh, Brother Blair, Bayama, uh, I'll send a code. Uh, again, the stream can allow up to uh, six people. Uh, you'll be surprised how much this this analysis to me uh, needs to be. Um, uh, taken, taken out, out, out there so we can help more people. So I'll break here and I'm going to be going live with you. Go to my Facebook page very soon on top of uh, the hour. I'm speaking to uh, the owner of uh, what's the name here? Zahara uh, Mara Zanet. Mara Zanet. She okay. runs Jakaranda Hub in, in, in Lusaka. Uh, they are doing Roger, a lot of just good before things. you go, just before you go, Roger, on that one, explore the use of Zoom because Zoom you can have way more people than seven, and you can okay. still stream Zoom your Zoom program on Facebook. So you actually, actually, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I agree with you, actually, because you you should explore things that work uh, better. When you go yeah. to Zoom, Zoom gives you uh, a population of more than 200 on the, you okay, know. we'll talk about the, all these the things. Uh, let, let's talk a, a, about them in the, in the week or, or tomorrow. Okay, to to a Roger. Roger. You know, that, that's, that's what we need, the <laughs> policy intervention. They're giving you ideas. <laughs> and the land is dark and the moon is the only 
Stand by me. And all. 